You're listening to Tim Talks, Taking Interest in Ministry, a conversation between two great friends with over 70 years of ministry between them. Ministering on opposite sides of the border, Dr. Al Stone is the General Director of Bearing Precious Seed Canada and Pastor Emeritus of the Bible Baptist Church in St. Thomas, Ontario, Canada, while Pastor Dan Wolven pastors the North Columbus Baptist Church in Columbus, Ohio. Listen now as Al and Dan review and relate their experiences in hopes of helping others who are taking an interest in ministry. Now, here is Tim Talks. Welcome to Tim Talks. I can answer that. Do it. <laughs> oh, I don't mean the slurp. I mean no. the, the caffeine. The caffeine. Yeah. Welcome to Coca-Cola Zero. Yep. There you go. No sugar. It's still good, though. Yeah, I'm sweet enough. Do you like, um, what's the other one? Uh, just I like Diet Coke. Deep decaf? Yeah. Yeah, Diet, Diet Coke, yeah. Yep. Diet Pepsi caffeine free is my favorite. Yeah, I like. That. There's a there's a yeah, different flavor with caffeine free Diet Pepsi than there is regular Diet Pepsi. Yeah, yeah, it's it's good stuff. And I mean, look how it's helping us. Oh yeah. Oh man, <laughs> we're shedding Buff. just shedding the weight. <laughs> I got to give a shout out to two special ladies from Camp Kobe. Yes, they did the uh, core prize. Core prize. That's yes. a little video thing they do, and, and they, they said they're going to start it on Instagram, TikTok. So um, they said I'll be their first interview. Oh, awesome! I'm excited. I'm going to get you on. I'm going to get them to do oh. it with you. That'd be good. <laughs> and so Angelina Cortez and Ellie Prasal, um, great girls. Great. Ellie. Ellie had a little trouble with her voice. <laughs> she. <laughs> She's her voice. Oh. Like most women, is yeah. lower than mine. <laughs> <laughs> She's so much more manly than you. <laughs> Ellie, beautiful young lady. And so um, when she did the when she did the court prize, her voice was good. But when I interviewed her the next day, I said, what's your name? My name's Ellie. <laughs> it was really low. Well, you know, they stay up all night. Yeah. And whenever you don't sleep, the first thing that goes is your voice. Yeah. She said she said that she got an air, off an airplane, and that's how her voice was. Oh, yeah. So I explained to yep. the kids that there are so many filthy, rotten germs in an airplane. <laughs> you should be wearing a mask in that thing. Wow. So. Oh, please, don't get us started. Yeah. So look for Core Prize on uh, Instagram. Core Prize. Core Prize, yeah. C-O-R-E. P-R-I-S-E. Yeah, Core Prize. C-O-R-P-R-I-S-E. I think that's how they're going to do it. Awesome. So that's the combination of their two names. Oh, got yeah, it. Cortez and Prasol. Ah, yes, yeah, there so, you go. Yeah, so there you go. So shout out, shout out. People love the shout out. Yes. They love that. Hearing if your name. If they're in that shout out. Yes. If, if not, they're like, oh, not another one. Yeah, yeah. They're just fake Puerto Ricans. <laughs> <laughs> love that kid. I'll never forget him. He's the best. Oh, man. Oh, well. So great decisions this week, Pat. Yes. And... um Wow, I just hope they last forever. Yeah, if you build a website, um, what everybody sees is the front end of the website. And you want it to operate well and go to this page and that page and find out whether it's you're shopping or, you know, learning something. But the website will only operate well on the back end. You know, that that's mm-hmm. where they work things. So the page, somebody can be working on the page and you would never even know it. Right. But uh, it's still up, it's still running, and they're doing some detailed things, maybe updating plugins, whatever it is. And I think that that's a pretty good illustration for what should be going on. You know, we see the front-end decision at camp. And what I would want to encourage every one of these teens is now work on the back-end decisions Mm -hmm. that you need to make. Mm -hmm. 
you know, right now, depending upon your age and the decision that you've made, obviously, if you trust Christ as your Savior, you've got to go forward. You must get in the Bible. You must yep. be in church. Get you baptized. must be baptized. Yeah. You must uh, uh, learn uh, the Word of God and get some Christian friends. Mm. You know, that, that, that will help operate, keep operating in that background. So, you know, you still stay strong. Yeah. That takes time. Yeah. And that takes some work. Mm-hmm. And that's where we lose some people, too. I think a lot of kids think, well, I made this decision and then everything's just going to fall into place. You know, I don't have to do anything. God just takes care of everything. And he does. Mm -hmm. But he definitely calls on us to take care of that general will of reading our Bibles and praying and going to church and being a witness and being faithful to our giving and all of those things. And if you don't do that, those other decisions either don't take place or it's a very long time before they take place. Mm-hmm. And so the, that's very important that you just keep going on with what you know you're supposed to do. And somebody once told me, do what you're doing until God brings a change. And if you're, if you're doing the right things. Yeah. And that's I think I think that's a great uh, great way to look at it. But yeah, um, what are some things you think that, that entails, that back end? Well, Let's say you made some kind of decision to get right with God. I know that's a very general thing, but that's what you see oftentimes at camp. I want to stop doing this. I want to start doing this, whatever it may be. I want to have victory over this in my life. And so I think it's so vital that now you have to make that commitment to read your Bible and pray every day. That has to be number one basic commitment that you're going to make in your life is to read your Bible and pray every day because you need it. You have to have it. Uh, Well, let me step back from there. Is what I wanted to say was the reason you made your decision, whatever that decision was, what was keeping you from making that decision earlier? Mm, Good point. Then stop those things first. Before you start, stop. Mm -hmm. Stop those things. Why didn't you make that decision three months ago? If you've been faithful in church, yeah, you knew that was wrong. Yeah, yeah. You know, any believer, you we know what we're doing wrong. Right. Why did it take all of these things to get to this point? So, so you, in coming and making that commitment, you're making a commitment of yes, but I think that also includes the decision now of no. I am no longer mm. this positive decision means I cannot do these other things. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I like, that's a great point. That's a great point that what kept you from doing that in the first place, you got to get rid of that. I, I think Because it'll be there. Oh, yeah. You oh, go yeah. right back to it. Yes. As the dog returneth to his vomit, right. so does the fool return right. to his folly. And it's funny how strongly you want to be rid of some things. And then given the opportunity immediately we go back i yeah it's just praying for the strength to stand against the temptation and i think i think you have to know what that temptation is i think you have to be very honest with what is it that is pulling me away from what i should be anyways and i don't think we name those things enough to ourselves and to the lord right and i've i've tried to do that in meetings past where, where you know you have the kids come forward you come have adults come forward you tell the Lord right now what your sin is that you're dealing with, that you're struggling with. It's hard to tell the Lord. I'm dealing with lying, stealing, pornography, yeah. an affair, you know, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. 
missing church, not reading my Bible. It's hard. It's hard to do that. And but you know, good parents. I've seen good parents. I've seen you do this with your boys. They do something wrong, and you pull them. They have to look in your eyes, and they have to tell you, "What are you doing? I I disobeyed. What did you do? I lied. That's right. What does the Bible say about lying? It's a sin. That's right. So you're sinning against God." And we have to deal with that. I, that's a that's a good parental advice for some, but yeah, to to mention that to God, to look God in the eye, as it were, and say, "I'm struggling with that." That's hard, but you need to do that. And once you confront it, I've had a lot of a lot of people in counseling tell me that guys that have been addicted to pornography and say, "Oh man, somebody caught me, and I'm so glad because now it's out in the open, and I feel like I can deal with it." Or somebody got caught in a fair and it's like, oh man, I, I, I tried to hide it, but I'm, I got caught and I'm glad because now it's out and I can mm-hmm. deal with it. So uh, th- that's, that is a help sometimes to some people. Yeah, um, that honesty is always a part of repentance. Right, right. And so where we become honest with God. Now, I'm not saying that everybody has to get up in front of church and make a public confession no. of everything they've ever done. That's not what I'm saying. but. Right. But that honesty and embarrassment, yes that's what shame is. Yeah. We're embarrassed mm-hmm. because we're doing this and we got caught. And now it can be a good thing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, hard, hard to do. But uh, I think every one of us need to take stock and and go before the Lord and say, Lord, here's, here's where I'm struggling. And admit it to ourselves. I'm yeah. struggling with this. And I, I'm not having victory over it. And I need that victory. And then you've got a set of courses how I'm going to do that. I can't go to that place. I can't go to that person. I can't watch that show. I can't go to that website. I gotta, I've got to keep myself away from those things that will harm me. And We're told, make no provision for mm, the flesh. Right. That, that gives us that opportunity. Mm-hmm. So, you know, as, as a teen, teens, if you're listening to this and – whether you got convicted over music or videos or, you know, talking to people the wrong way, whatever it is, maybe you need to willingly consider, Mom, Dad, here's my phone back for six months. Mm, yeah. I, I made some decisions in camp, and I'm already drawing back away from right. those, and I'm afraid of do, being what I was again. I want yeah. to do this for God, and I don't think this is helping me. My great niece got in trouble, and my niece took her phone away for I think it's three months. Her and her, her uh, husband, and my great niece said that was one of the most liberating times of my life. Amen. Uh, it was so freeing that I didn't Amen. have to worry, I didn't have to look, I didn't have to compare, I didn't have to be judged. It it was really a freeing time, and. You know, I'll be honest. I enjoy some social media. I enjoy. That's how my kids relate to me. That's how some of my friends relate to mm-hmm. me. Um, I enjoy some of it, but it can be, it can be very quickly addictive, oh, and yeah. and it can be uh, overwhelming sometimes. And I think it's good every now and then to take a take a social media break. I'm just, yeah. folks. Hey, I love you, but yeah, I'm so going to be gone for a few teenager, months. Teenager, if you made a decision for the Lord, would you be best served by asking mom and dad to get you a flip phone? Hmm. instead of a smartphone right you know it, if that's going to help you isn't it worth it right you know to, to be able to grow in the things of the lord yeah yeah really does a teenager need the internet on their phone i i mean i know why you'd say yes but 
really it should, yeah, it's available it's available so we need what's available yeah yeah yeah. yeah sometimes what's available is not good for us right amen and uh you know you'd be afraid of the scorn of people using a flip phone yeah i just need to make a phone call and and i think most parents would justify getting their kids a phone to say well i, I just want to make sure they're safe and if they need me you know yes. blah 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 well great if they can make a phone call then they're safe yeah they don't they don't have to go on the internet to get safe right mm-hmm. and i think for some parents maybe a flip phone might be the answer to some problems too um and just getting back to that simplicity there was a day before we even had cell phones and we were safe you just ran for home as fast as you could or you know you <laughs> found a police officer or something but uh, i don't know it's a different day for sure but yeah. So it, examine and think back, how did you feel when you got done with that invitation, whether it was Tuesday or Wednesday or Thursday, Friday, whatever the day was, how did you feel? It's it's exhilarating to be right with God. Mm-hmm. And we don't live for feelings, but I'll tell you what, whenever such a wonderful feeling like that comes along, you want to feel it again. Yeah. I remember dealing with a little boy three or third grade after junior church one day, he, and I led him to Christ. And so I happened to be walking through the hallway at the exact same time they gave the invitation. He came out the next Sunday. And so I said, hey, remember me? And we sat down, and I said, so what happened last week? I got saved. Well, what do you, what'd you come forward for today? I want to get saved. I said, well, why would you want to get saved? He said, it feels so good. I want to do it again. Oh, that's awesome. I mean, isn't that great? That's and awesome. I got to explain it to him that yeah. you don't need to. You can keep feeling that way, that's but you right. don't have to do it all over right. But, man, when you make a decision for God, that's what it is. Yeah. It feels so good. I want to do it again. Yeah. I remember when I was a kid, and my dad got mad at me one time, and uh, he punished me. And I remember that feeling of separation because mm. I had disobeyed. Yes. I got punished. And disappointed him. Disappointed him. Yeah. And I remember the feeling when my dad basically said, okay, let's go. Mm. It's over. Let's go. And we went on and like nothing happened. That was such a great feeling. Amen. And I think that's the same kind of feeling when we disappoint yeah. our Heavenly Father and we know that we've had to be judged. And now he says, okay, let's pick up the pieces and go and we're going to make it better. And uh, that's an awesome thing. And I think as a teenager, yeah, you have to get that and, and stick with that. Do you think there's a part outside of the home that plays in these decisions? Oh, yeah. You need your support group. You need whatever spiritual support group you have to, to step up to bat yeah. whenever you get back home. Yeah. You know, you need you need maybe an appointment with your pastor. You need right. to go out to eat at, at McDonald's with your youth director. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you need maybe if there's a, a real praying saint, you know, elderly saint that just sort of treat you like a grandchild or something you know mm. you need to go talk to them and say boy my decision for the lord would you please pray for me mm. extra special because mm-hmm. i don't want to go back yeah you know you need to start uh you need to initiate that support group to bolster it mm-hmm. and to strengthen it yeah because you need that to sort of wean yourself back into yeah. going in the normal days. Right. I, I think maybe on Friday we could talk about how the church could help support some Amen. of those decisions. That would be Amen. that'd be good um, because those kids need that. And and if you, if you go to a camp, you go to a SMITE program, help program Canada, you go to a conference, have those kids give testimonies when they get home. Let them publicly declare what they've done yes. in their lives. And it's good for them. It's good for them. And yeah. it's good for the church. It is. Yeah. It is good for the church to see kids moving ahead. And it's good for those kids to make it public because 
if you can hide it, there's a good chance that you can leave it. Once you make it public, you know, people know. Yeah. I've, I've declared I'm going to be a preacher. Yes. I'm going to be a missionary. I'm going to be a Christian doctor yep. or whatever. And then if you leave that, it's like, well, I, I thought you said, well, mm-hmm. keep kind of a check and balance too. Yes. So, yeah, yeah. Um, friends, what what part, what what percentage of part do friends make on the decisions that teenagers make, you think? I think as a teenager, depending on the age of the teenager, I think when you're 14 or older, more than anybody else, Absolutely. more than parents, more than siblings, yeah. more than your youth director, preacher, church, your friends. Yeah. yeah. So you got to have the right friends. Oh, yeah. And that's where so many kids make a big mistake. They choose the wrong friends. And if you're a parent today, let me encourage you this. I heard somebody say one time, and we've remarked on this, you don't have to pick your kids' friends. But you should pick who's not going to be their friend. That's a great point. It is. And and help your kids. When you're, when you're 12, 13, 14, you don't, you don't know what to look for in a friend. Mm-hmm. You look for somebody who accepts you or somebody that makes you laugh or somebody yeah. that allows you to get away with things that yep. normally you wouldn't. Yep. And those are not the friends you need. You need friends that are going to bolster you or build you in the decisions of Christ. I am so glad I had some great friends as a kid Amen. who helped me with that. Amen. And I really I really don't think I'd be here today without some of those friends yep. that helped me in keeping those things cuz they did. And they they made serving the Lord fun and they included me in that. And so that was a great great help as well. Some of my friends they were just so understanding of what was right and wrong, not that we did right all the time and never did wrong, but they, they were just so clear in their head that I can remember being fifth grade, seventh grade, eighth grade, ninth grade, and friends would say something like, and not any kind of a condemnatory, like, well, shame on them, but they would say, oh, man, they're really getting away from the Lord, or, oh, they're not coming to church, or they're, 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 not, they're not what they used to be, and I, I really want to see them get back in. And it was nothing condemnatory like, I don't even want to ever talk to that person again. It was truly just just factual, oh, man, they're really, I think they're getting around some some uh, punks, you know. Man, I, I, I see something that's changing. It was interesting to see other fifth graders say that yeah. in church or seventh or ninth. or you, you, I mean, we're not talking about 16, 17, 18, going off to Bible college. We're talking about younger children that just were in in innocence you know mm-hmm. that had just said well i don't think they're you know they're they're really changing you know they need to get right and man i'm glad to have friends mm-hmm. who would say things like that that right. we all knew and yet it just kept that thing in front of like i want to stay a good friend so i i want to make sure i stay right with the mm-hmm. lord mm-hmm. the cool kids in the youth group ought to be the spiritual kids yeah and sometimes as youth pastors we don't push that enough um a kid's got great sports ability or just a great personality make the cool kids in your youth Amen. group the kids that love the lord and want to serve the lord we will say it but we won't do it right because many times as youth directors we're nervous because we want to be accepted by the cool kids, so we think we can change them. Right. No way. No. No way. You're no. you, and if they're not right with the Lord, then they're a project. They're not a prize. Mm-hmm. They're a project. Right, right, absolutely. 
Wow, good. Time well spent again, again today. Amen. Look forward to Friday and uh, seeing what the church can do to uh, help some of these kids that are making some great decisions. I, I, I'm going to be honest. For the last couple years, I'd say especially through COVID, which was a rotten time anyways, but the year or two before COVID, I, I was getting a little discouraged. Yeah, I could tell. I, I did we not, talked about it a lot we, of times. We did. I did not see in young people a real desire for the things of the Lord. I, I did not see um, a great joy mm-hmm. in making the decisions for the Lord. I'm starting to see that. Amen. I'm starting to see that. Amen. And I think I think COVID, as tough as it was, was a help to us in some ways. I think mm-hmm. kids realized what was really important somewhat. When they had to stay home and, and didn't have their friends and didn't have social you know, interaction, now they're realizing that this is good. That coming to a camp like this is good. And spending time with other Christians is good. And we can do that and have a good time. And and I, I think I think there's a hope. Well, I've seen a lot of interaction with some of these churches because mm-hmm. they're sister churches, mm-hmm. you know, in in Ohio or at least very close to Ohio. And so I have always seen that and, and I've been thankful for that. And you know, sometimes you get stronger or less, you know, the yeah. sine waves sort of, you know, it's high or low. But uh, I've always been thankful for what what God has been doing and is doing, and and I've seen it in Bible colleges and mm-hmm. and churches, and and I'm just praying that that teens will take that step forward. Yeah, and, and there are it, there, there is a cycle. Um, yes, there it, is. It, it's, it's secular. Yeah. Um, you go through a cycle of really strong, outgoing kids, and then it becomes a younger crowd. Mm-hmm. And that takes time to build that back around, and I think we're at a really good place. I think we're going to see some great decisions from the week of Kobiak and other camps like this. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I know other people. Yeah, you've friends been to quite out. a few already. I've been to, uh, yeah, I'll do three this year, and um, I've been to some others. Yeah, it's uh, it, I, I'm seeing some good things. Amen. I'm encouraged. Amen. So for that, I'm Al Stone, and uh, camp has been a great treat for me, and I look forward to uh, a camp in Ontario in a few weeks, and then a camp back here in Michigan, up in Kinross, up in the UP. Oh, amen. And I'll be back there. It's been back. I've been there every year for a few years, and uh, just a great camp. So awesome, awesome. I'm Al Stone. Teenager, please keep your commitment to the Lord. It is such a blessing. And, uh, you know, there it is possible. You take two steps forward, maybe one step back, then two steps forward, one step back. Well, if that happens every year upon year, you're going to be a lot closer to the Lord. You know, so don't get discouraged mm-hmm. if you already failed, already step, slipped, already stumbled. Um, just get back up and go on. Dust yourself off for God. Ask Him to forgive you. And now step forward and go on. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Good advice. There it is. That'll take us through till Friday. Get ready. We're coming back. We'll be together. And uh, we hope that you'll be with us. This is Tim Talks. And uh, if you haven't already, let somebody know what we're doing. Send this on to some teenagers. Get it to a youth pastor. Get it to some college kids, some church people, and let them know we want to be a help to as many as we can. Our audience is growing by leaps and bounds, and we're thankful for that. Um, It really does nothing for us. We'd like for them to grow by listeners, but that's okay. Yeah, yeah, that's true. (laughs) Some of them are just getting really big. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, it, it doesn't really do anything for us other than we get the satisfaction of being able to say that we've helped a few people. Amen. So thank you for that. This is The Tim Talks, the number one, you know the rest. 
Do I need to say it? You know it. You know. We'll see you on Friday. Have a great day. You've been listening to Tim Toss, taking interest in ministry, with new podcasts added each Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. To learn more about your hosts, Dr. Al Stone and Pastor Dan Wolven, you can visit us at timtalks.com. That's T-I-I-M talks.com.